The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show Hey girl, hey girl, hey girl. I am so excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week. Um, it is my second podcast in the last week. So I'm kind of posting a little late. Um, I usually try to post podcasts on Sundays, but I'm getting back into the flow. So yes, that is what y'all are getting from me this week. A little bit of a late podcast, but girl, we've been gone for a long time. So at this point... <laughs> whenever I get to it but I'm gonna try to get back more consistent um that is my goal so on this week's episode of the podcast I um first I want to thank you all so much for all of your feedback on last week's episode I did not realize nor understood the gravity of just how many of you are in seasons where you're might be in the wilderness you might just be figuring out things with god right now you're kind of trying to navigate through your own season of this year this year's just flown by and i feel like a lot of us have gone through seasons of wilderness um seasons of exploration seasons of just trying to figure things out and so i want to briefly go through on this episode um my wilderness season and what i feel like the wilderness season meant and means I'm going to also in the show notes attach a lot of podcasts that I listened to that talked about seasons of hiding, uh, wilderness seasons. Um, There's a book by John Brevere called um, God, Where Are You? I didn't read the book, but there were a lot of um, pieces of the book that he did a course on on YouTube. Um, I'm just going to attach a lot of resources in the show notes. So please check the show notes for just some more revelatory content on the wilderness. I feel like they can also better explain it to you on the biblical, uh, the biblical behind the scenes of the wilderness and what a wilderness season is. Um, and I'm going to try to provide as much language to it as I can in a way that describing what it felt like to me, as well as, um, trying to give you just some personal background on it. So I'm going to refer a lot to this season, maybe over the next couple months of my podcast, because I feel like it explains a lot of what I feel like happens spiritually with believers, but we just kind of don't have a lot of, I would say, uh, relevant content around it, because I do feel like I do feel like for me, I'm still in my wilderness season, it just is shifting. Um, but the the hard part of it, I feel like, um, has kind of a little bit scaled back. So I want to kind of go over 
what I feel like, you know, happened with me earlier this year and um, give you a little bit more depth into what I talked about on last week's episode. So I'm going to talk really briefly. I have four points um, to go through. I'm going to tie in a couple of layers of scripture to just kind of give you a background of what I believe and what I've understood about the wilderness season. I understood more about the wilderness season as I was going through it from listening to the lot, a lot of the content that I sh- I'm going to share in the show notes. And the top of the season, I was kind of described to you, I felt like God was pulling me away. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. So if you're someone who's been rocking with God for a while, you can kind of tell in your spirit when things are shifting. No matter if you are someone that is going through an ebb and flow in your relationship with God, I think that it's helpful to understand that it's important to know, like you can just because you have might be going through a low season in you know your relationship with God doesn't mean you can't recognize his spirit. It just might be harder to discern and really hear the voice of God because you may have a lot of noise going on, you might have a lot of things happening. And that was what was going on with me. I felt really a shift about to happen at the end of last year in 2022. In the top of 2022, I felt it all at the top of the year after I had my second son. Uh, I felt really tired. I felt burnt out. um, And I felt like I really wanted to land land my feet with God. I was tired of going through the patterns of up and down with him. I was tired of feeling like I had highs with him. And then the next week I could be knocked off my horse literally for a month. And I felt like that was a pattern I had noticed that was to me not helpful to my relationship with him because it didn't feel like we were accomplishing anything in my opinion but I also know that I am someone that's very results driven and God is someone that is results driven but also he's um a father so he looks at the matters of the heart more so than the results that I can produce and so I felt like and I believed he placed the desire in me um and Wilderness seasons apparently, which I didn't know, girl, are like very laid out consistently in the Bible. And they always precede a breakthrough season or a season of where you're going to do works or whatever that may look like for a period of time. I do feel like I've been in my wilderness season for almost two years. I think that it started last year, but I didn't really become aware or even really more so um okay with it until this year and so actually the children of israel when they went to the wilderness you know we talk about them leaving to go to the promised land but there's a lot of scripture in exodus that actually where god told moses um to tell pharaoh to let my people go so that we can go on this three-day journey into the wilderness. And in multiple scriptures, it talks about in Exodus where Moses um, actually told Pharaoh, like, let us go into the wilderness to worship God. Let us go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices and all of these things to our father. And so the interesting thing that I thought was really, really, really cool was that Moses was actually in the wilderness when God met him in the burning bush. So in Exodus 3, 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest in Midian, and he led the flock to a far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And then it goes on into describing about how God met him. And so there was a lot 
of understanding for me as I was going through the season that God really wasn't um, telling me a lot in the beginning, but I recognized and I learned more about how the season was required for me at this point. And I don't know why, like, again, I feel like there's still some level of in it I'm in, but not to the point to where I don't feel like I can talk about it. So I want to briefly also preface to say that um, additionally, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist um, and was led into the wilderness, this was before all of his miracles. This was before all of his actual works. This was before the things that he did. And so I believe the wilderness represents the place where God's al- God allows us to be with him completely before him. I actually looked up on Google, like, what is the purpose of the wilderness? And I'm going to read to you what it says because it was so, re- it was so good. Um, it says that the wilderness is a place of separation. The uncertainties of the wilderness create a need for God and a dependence on him. God lets you do without so you can come to know him as your provider. God lets you be lonely so that you can come to know him as your friend. And so in this wilderness that I still feel like I'm in, I'm not released to talk to a lot of people. I have one friend, literally one, that God has allowed me the grace to be able to talk to her about what I feel, what's going on, what comes up for me. Um, additionally with that, it does feel like a period of separation. It feels like for me, it was very, what I realized one of my patterns was, is that a lot of times when I was experiencing, um, periods of frustration or overwhelm, or was in a heavy decision-making phase, was in a place of just like, I don't really know what's happening, God. I would always run to my friends always. And in some capacity, I do feel like I talk to my friend a lot that I have, but it's in a way where I'm not going to her more than I'm going to God. Like, I feel like I go to God a lot and I also, um, wrestle with her through what I'm processing. So I'll process with her what I'm feeling. But what I realized is that the wilderness season, graciously, he gave me someone because he could have not given me one. I really feel like I would have lost my mind, sis. But I think that it represented my dependence on him. And he forced me to rely on him to where now I'm not so quick to actually like share things with people. I noticed that I am more quick to address it in my prayer time. Um, I don't even look to my friends to give me answers anymore. Like I really, I'll talk to them, but I'm more so like, you know, God is going to lead the answer. I know that's only the fruit of the season. Now, what that practically looks like is it's, it's, it's unbearable at times. It feels so lonely. It feels like you are going crazy because you're by yourself and it feels very isolating. And so I, I believe that if you're in a wilderness season, ask God who you're released to talk to about things. But a lot of times he will make you go through things by yourself. Um, It was also a stripping and dying off of what I once clinged to. I felt like I clinged and and still cling to um, in some ways what's familiar to me, which is influence in some way or serving people. And what I realized is that I attached a lot of my identity to what I could produce for God. And in that producing for him, I did not have a healthy viewpoint of, of him as a father. And so because he kind of took all these things away, my desire, again, like I told y'all last week, my desire for podcasting completely went away. I was, I was ready to be 
okay if that did not if that was not my desire or his plan for me anymore the only things that were really true desires were taking care of my body taking care of my family uh, my husband my my kids and stewarding my my business which was my therapy practice at the time um and that's it like the taste for um getting back on social media was not there the taste for pouring out to people was not there which months prior was not the case it was like I wanted to do that but it became distasteful and it was almost like I was forcing something that I believed that God was trying to just cleanse my palate of essentially and coming out of that very hard place I think I realized that I don't, and I'm still working through it, but what's coming up differently now is when things come up, I'm so quick to run to God about it that it doesn't even phase me to, to kind of sometimes experience it. Like if I'm finding myself comparing too much, I understand the healthiness of what it looks like to cut things off. So like if I feel myself comparing myself to someone, I'm either praying about it but I may also be following up with like, I may stop following someone. I may, I've even put on my calendar, like very clear days where I will not be on social media. Um, very clear days where I'm like, I'm very particular about creating margin for God because I don't with the other thing I realized what the wilderness taught me was it taught me reverence and fear of the Lord. And when I say the fear of the Lord, I had to listen to a podcast by John Bevere and Tim Ross where he talks about the fear of God. And really, I listened to John Bevere talk about this in depth. And what he talks about is the fear of the Lord is not being scared of God. It's being scared of being without him. I didn't realize how much I really didn't have a fear of God before this season. I thought I did. I thought fear of God was, you know, scared of God being away from you. But what I, I don't wants to do anything where his presence isn't there. If it requires me to do something in my will that his presence is not there, I don't want to do it. I remember, and for those of you that don't know, I'm actually transitioning out of full-time entrepreneurship into a full-time job um, starting soon. And I remember when I applied to the job, I had so much nervousness about it because I was scared that I got, I don't want to do anything out of your, out of your will that I'm so afraid that if I do something, you're not there. And what the Holy Spirit did show me was that it's okay for you to try. If you're not getting the check in your spirit of like, don't do this or like a full on no, trust me. And what I also had to learn is I had to trust God enough to know that he will course correct me, that he gives me desires to do things and I can try it out as a child under his freedom and under the freedom of him, but also trusting him enough to lead me back to him if I make a wrong choice because I'm seeking him. So it's not as if he's leaving me if I make one mistake. It, But that was my viewpoint. It was like, if I make one mistake, you're going to leave me. And that was something he had to show me in this season that came up that that's not a healthy view of me, but it was brought on by a lot of... um you know, just watching other people talk about like, you can't make mistakes. You, you have to, you know, live right, do all these things. And it's like, but at what point does it become healthy for me to make mistakes with my father? And, and I think as a dad, he allows us to make mistakes. 
so having a, a healthy fear of him was something I also realized in this wilderness time was needed because I did not have a healthy viewpoint of him. A lot of my struggles were not rooted. I would go through seasons of adversity or hardship or frustration, and it would immediately make me float away. Like, <laughs> let a storm come, sis. Like, I was floating away on a boat down the Mississippi River. Like, you couldn't find me. And and as someone who, you know, loves God, it, I think I realized that, because I even asked God a couple times, like, how come I didn't know these things before? Or how come I couldn't understand these things before? And it just, I think maybe my heart wasn't at that place. I don't really know. Like, I questioned that a lot. Like, how come I didn't understand this? But I think maybe I had to go through that to really understand what wasn't true. Um, and really come to a place of understanding. Like my the eyes of my enlightenment were open. Like God opened my eyes and let me see. But it was I think it was really because I was literally naked before him. And really the other thing about the wilderness is it brings out so much ugliness in you. Like you actually see yourself before God and the beauty about it is he lets you do that before him instead of in front of other people. And so really it's mercy. Really, it's a gift. Really, it is It is the most beautiful, hard experience and beautiful, hardest season I've ever been through. And, and maybe besides like pregnancy and all that kind of stuff, but nothing can describe spiritually what I went through and what I felt. I felt like I was being stripped of everything and probably, you know, still learning how to be dependent on God is, is hard because you... Especially in this time, you realize how incredibly weak you are, how literally nothing you think you can cling to helps you. Um, I thought my accomplishments were going to help me. I thought my ability to make money was going to help me. I thought my ability to do these things. But what I really feel like happened was God took the desire away. So me doing it felt like I was pulling teeth, which I'm a person that is uh, one of my core values is purpose. And so when it doesn't feel purposeful to me, it doesn't, it doesn't feel fulfilling. And not to say that everything is always going to feel fulfilling when you're doing it, but a big part of me doing what I do is purpose driven. And so I feel like he was showing me that nothing is going to drive purpose more than your desire and your love for me and your reverence of me and your dependence on me and your humility before me. And so in the next episode of the podcast, somebody asked a really good question on my YouTube when I posted this podcast about how to be present mentally and spiritually, especially when you have a lot going on. Like how can you navigate through a stressful season with God and also, you know, create the space of being present? And what does it mean to be present? And so I'm going to talk about that next week. And I'm going to tie a lot of some of the things that I experienced because when she asked that question, I feel like that's where I was. I just felt like I was busy all the time. I was very distracted that even when I created space for God, that I felt like I was doing it, my heart wasn't there. Like I was creating the space and the time, but my heart wasn't there. And I would say what that practically looks like is I was looking for God to really give me something so that I could execute it for the result for myself versus seeking him for the love that I felt like I wanted 
I wanted him. Like, I, I, I truly feel like I, one of the things I was praying about this morning is like, you know, God, keep me centered in loving you and you only. Not for you answering my prayers. Even though I'm coming to you about my prayers, I'm coming to you about these things. Please give me a healthy, healthy desire to love you and want to love you without all the extras. If I don't have to do anything else, um, I want to love you. And so I think it's a constant just being before him in that constantly praying, um, knowing that things take time, like things like this take time. They aren't overnight struggles like a lot of us had this expectation that because we pray to God we have this expectation that it's supposed to happen overnight and what I realized from going through this season is that some things take months to figure out it's not even a it's not even a, a thing that is time induced at times too I think it's it's more of your heart changing so that the outward of you changes um and so even me feeling comfortable sharing this is, is something that I feel okay to do. Two months ago, you could not have told me I would be picking up. Like I was thoroughly okay with not doing this ever again. And I say that I'm saying that consistently because I feel like I foresaw and have foreseen that, you know, this platform be a place where, you know, things can be shared that are going to be beneficial to people. And so, um, I want to just, you know, drive home the purpose of like, I think the wilderness is a place for us to be conditioned more. Um, I described, there was a couple points in the wilderness. I remember I was like, God, this is just too hard. I just want to go back to what I know. And so similar to the children of Israel, when they were like, why did you leave us in Egypt? Like, you could have just left us here. I, I was telling God, like, at least I was able to do things and see your result. Like, I'm not able to pick anything up that I'm used to. I'm not able to grab hold to any of my weaponry that I know. And that was so hard. And it's still very hard for me. Like, it's it's a thing that I have to constantly pray about because what I've told the Lord is just trusting you to be my strength and my provision because so much of me has relied on me in the past and I want you to be the center point and the one that I rely on for my provision the one that I rely on provisionally for finances finances was a big thing that God man y'all let me let me go on this little quick rant I thought I stewarded finances okay like I knew that I wasn't amazing but I grew up in a household where my mama like showed us how to budget, all that kind of stuff. But God showed me <laughs> like, it's not even that you have a money issue. You have a stewardship problem. You eat out of emotion. So I would go eat food, buy food, spend $12, $13 here and there. And that would add up to so much over time. And you have food in the house that you can cook. And what he was showing me was like, it's not that I'm not providing for you. But you're not stewarding well. And I heard this once from, I think it was Steve Harvey on a podcast he was on or something I saw on YouTube. And he was like, when I stopped looking at God to expecting God to provide a miracle for me, the bucket stopped. He was talking about how like I would expect um, God to provide a miracle. So he would pour into the bucket, but there was a hole in it. 
And it was because my lack of stewardship wasn't well. So when I finally got practical, got on a budget, got things together, the bucket overflowed because I was no longer in a place of expecting God to be happy. No, it wasn't Steve Harvey. It was T.D. Drake's. And I realized that it wasn't a money issue or a God providing issue more than it was a stewardship problem. I stewarded horribly, horribly. And the other thing that this season actually taught me was that I had holes everywhere. Like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, I'll go over here and kind of put stuff over here. It was, it was holes everywhere. And so because there were holes everywhere, I'm stressing to God about like, why is this stuff falling apart? Like what's going on? And it's like, you're not stewarding well. So you're doing like, there's a scripture in Proverbs that I read. I think it's Proverbs 19, three. I'm gonna read it to you real quick. And it says, um, baby, this is, this is the scripture. Proverbs 19, three people ruin their lives with their own foolishness. And then are angry at God. And so I'm coming to God upset because I'm like, wisely, we ain't got enough coin. You know what's going on? And he's like, you're not stewarding well. And kept pointing it back to me. And I'm like, but what you mean I'm not stewarding well? We got this amount of, you know, whatever. And he showed me like, Rosalind, you're spending money in so many places. You went to go put an iMac on Apple credit card and now you paying a hundred dollars for that in a month and you looking at me like, why can't I pay this? And it's, and I, and I'm being full transparent because truly like we're, we're about to start paying off debt, but it's a whole nother story for another day. But I say that to say like unnecessary finances also impact your mental health. I was struggling with understanding that for so long that I was always coming to God, like moving in faith, expecting a miracle, understanding that he was going to provide all these things. But it's like, you're not stewarding well what you already have. You're not keeping track of things. Me and my husband, and not in the say of we're even a lot, we're not even big spenders. It's just, it's kind of like one of those things where when things you look up and you realize how many things you've spent money on and you're like, dang, I don't, I'm not keeping track like I thought I was. And for me, the biggest thing was I had a lot of just unnecessary business expenses. Like I had business expenses that just didn't make sense. <laughs> like subscriptions that didn't make sense. Yeah, this is $7.99 a month here. This is $12.99 a month here, but I'm paying for stuff. And so it exposed the holes even for me and my business, which was ultimately the biggest thing that brings money into our household that's our income. And so the wilderness also exposed the holes. It exposed, it just exposed so much. It, it, it really, and so I feel like, and what I've learned is that for a lot of believers, we may or may not know that we're in a wilderness season. Unfortunately, a lot of us lack community. So we don't have anybody to share the season with or share the struggles with or have people that may or may not understand. And that may be due to a lot of things. But I think that um, it's important to understand that it's one of, I, I believe it's one of the requirements as a believer. Like I believe that it was part of Jesus's ministry um, and it's a part of multiple people's ministries in the Bible. And when I say multiple people ministries, I mean, it's a part of our daily walk with him is experiencing in some point, or you're going to experience, I feel like a wilderness season at some point, whether it's a sickness or whether it's 
just walking through healing, walking through grief, like it feels lonely. It feels excruciating. It feels painful. It feels so hard to navigate through. Um, and my encouragement to you would really just to be, you know, see God's heart. God's heart for you is so, he cares so much. And it, it feels like when you're going through something like that, that the Lord is just punishing you. Uh, it felt like punishment to me. It felt like you are really purposely trying to hurt me. And all the while he was just trying to expose himself to me and to expose his heart to me. And I gained an understanding of God that was extremely loving. Last year, when he was trying to kind of get me to experience this with him, I just was like, I don't, I don't like you. I don't even want, to, I don't really enjoy you. I don't enjoy being a believer. It's hard. It's ghetto. And it is hard and ghetto because there is a lot of things that you're giving up. But man, just the place now of, and I get that everybody's not like that. So I say this with empathy. I say this with a lot of understanding of the challenges that it is to walk in this time where you're questioning everything and you may love God, but you don't like him. And I don't have an issue with saying that because I know that that was what I said with him. I was like, you know, I love you, Father, but I just don't like you right now. I don't like this. And I think we have to kind of get to a place where we are vulnerable with God in that way. Um, we can. Eat. I was listening to Jackie Hill Perry. She did a podcast with um, a couple of people. I think I listened to it on Sunday. And she kind of talked about how when she first came to God, she said, I don't know how to love you. I know you want me, but I don't know how to love you. And I think we have to get to a place where we get that extremely transparent, where we can say, Father, you know, I love you. And I, I feel like I have an understanding of love for you, but I don't really like you at this point. I don't know what it means to love you and care for you. Um, and just know that God can handle that emotion. I was, when I, when I tell y'all I was extremely transparent, with the Lord throughout this time because I realized that he wanted me to be in front of him in a way that did not require me to mask myself and did not require me to not be myself. And so I think that, um, I think that it's just necessary to know that you can't be that vulnerable with him. Uh, it was helpful for me. Like I can't speak for anybody else and truly, you know, if anybody got something to say about my vulnerability, then, you know, you, you, you can say what you want about it. But I think it was just, it, it, when I say vulnerable, I mean vulnerable. I'm talking about choice words. I'm talking about yelling. I'm talking about wanting to pout for days. I'm talking about anger beyond anger. I'm talking about frustration. I'm talking about being frustrated and then the next minute crying because I love God. Like just girl all types of stuff and i don't think that that is you going crazy i think it's you trying to process i think it's you trying to process you trying to process because it's it's damn hard like it's just hard and so um but just know that there's grace for that there's a grace for that season there's a grace for you to know that um jesus really 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 did fight the battle for us to not have to be alone. And I think when we know that God is for us and no one can be against us, it's really, that's really a true statement. And so again, I'm saying a lot of this with empathy because I do recognize that when you're in that space, you really don't want to hear that. You just, you just want relief. 
You want grace. You want understanding. You want peace. And I'll tell you that the season will shift. Don't let your wilderness be longer than what it has to be because of um, not wanting to be humble before the Father. It's necessary and it's needed for you. And so, um, you know, I'm praying for you, sis. I'm thinking about you. I think that um, just as you're navigating this, get one of the biggest things I'll say is have and listen to things that pour into you. Don't pour out. I don't want to say isolate, but like pull yourself away from things that make you feel less than. Pull yourself from people that make you feel less than, that make you question stuff, that make you feel like you're not doing something right. Get before some, get get with people and cling to some people that are going to pour into you and pray for you because that's necessary for this time. Um, and just know that as you do that, it will get better. It will get better. Um, and God will see you through. He loves you more than I could describe. Um, I didn't realize the depth of God's love for me until I went through this. And um, I feel like it'll be just a blessing as you do it. And so my encouragement, my prayer to you is to let God love on you. Whatever that looks like. Even if you don't want him, ask him to show you what his love looks like. And be okay with uh, what he gives you and what he shows you. Um, But in the next week of the podcast, um, in the interim of this, I'll be sharing more about this season, um, about what I was experiencing in transparency. Um, Just because people have a platform doesn't mean they're not going through stuff, y'all, which I think we know that, but we're not superhumans, literally, at all. But I just pray that this was uh, helpful to you, and I pray that it was uh, beneficial to you. I appreciate you for sharing your time with me if you've made it this far and I hope that um these podcasts continue to bless you and just give you language for what you're experiencing um but until then I will see you next week sis and I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon